0: On May 5th, 2019, we published our very first podcast, speaking with authors about their books on music in various genres. And now, we are 50 episodes in and two years under our belt, and we're still at it. Thanks to all of you who follow us, comment, make suggestions, and tune in. And in fact, we're still growing. One thing we've noticed is the incredible increase in music documentaries. There are so many classics, and these days, there seems to be a new music doc every week. We love those, too, and think many of you do as well. So, what to do when you're super busy but still growing? Cast a bigger, wider net, of course. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be launching a companion podcast to All Music Books Deep Dive called All Music Movies. But don't worry, our signature book dive isn't going anywhere. We're just going to alternate mediums to try and get even more of you involved and we're super excited to explore this area with the filmmakers, directors, and producers of these music movies. To that end, we'd like to welcome in Peter Spire, an Academy and Emmy Award-nominated director and producer whose films have also been official selections at the Sundance Film Festival. Peter and Rugged Entertainment have directed over 20 feature films with worldwide distribution on multiple platforms, including several music documentaries, And he will be joining us to help produce this podcast. Welcome, Peter. Let's talk music documentaries.
1: Well, thank you very much, Steve. I'm really uh, thrilled to be here. And I'm glad you invited me to be a part of this program.
0: Definitely. We can use your expertise. You have directed and produced a lot of movies, including more than a few music docs. What is it about these movies that resonate with you and also with audiences worldwide? Well,
1: I believe that the films that I make try to get no pun intended, but a deeper dive into having a relationship with the artist, getting to know the artists on a deeper level, where they're coming from, their, their experiences growing up, and uh, what formed them. I've made you know some biopics. I've also done survey films that documented a culture. Uh, rhyme and Reason, I think is a good example of that in hip-hop. But I I think people have a a, a thirst to understand the artists on a deeper level. And, uh, you know, I mean, particularly in hip hop, where I focused a lot of my films, you know, you had the media portraying artists in a very negative way about the violence and the gangster lifestyle. And then uh, you had it almost the other way in music videos representing them in a very wild, flamboyant manner that I didn't really think speaks to who they are as people. Hmm. I wanted to give a general audience a better understanding of the humanity of the artists, their backgrounds and where they come from and their struggles and obstacles that they have to overcome.
0: Well, that kind of leads into my next question. And obviously, there's, there's a lot of different ways. And you mentioned the way that a lot of your films kind of start out. How do you think a lot of these kinds of films, music documentaries, how do they get underway? Is it the director, the producer being a fan of the band or the music or the performer, as you mentioned? Or is it the story? Is it all of those?
1: Well, uh, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, you really have to think about, is there an audience for the film that you're going to make? I've started a couple of projects. One was on Paula Cole, and this is when she was at the top of her game. And you know, I started developing this thing, and and then her career kind of took a nosedive, and I couldn't find any interest. So beware to the filmmaker out there that wants to make a film about a artist whose career is waning, and there might not be interest after that, or uh, someone who just isn't big enough to merit a feature-length doc. You know, I, I've got to mention a guy that I got connected with not too long ago. He he's a filmmaker. His name is Gary Ahmed. And he made a film about the band Load. Now, you probably never heard of them. But they were out of South Florida. And they were incredible. They were just the most wild, reckless, punk rock ethos to the hilt. And the lead of the band eventually died. I mean, probably of everything. But he made this wonderful film. You know, I also do distribution. We could not find platforms that would support it people said yeah it's a good film but it's a band we've never heard of before so you know you got to be careful you, you know you got to pick wisely when you're going to make a film and you've got to have a, a, an audience who's going to want to embrace it when it comes out so uh, part of the struggle is you know connecting with the artists making sure that they're on board you know i, I once did a documentary on an artist named soldier boy And the distribution company put up the money for the film and they asked, hey, would you be interested in doing the film? And I wasn't really a big fan of his from a musical point of view, but I really appreciated his hustle. The idea that this 16-year-old kid was able to perform, create his own record, produce, write the whole thing, all himself. I I just thought that was amazing. You know, it's kind of like he... Jumped ahead of what most artists dream of having, which is total control, total authorship, didn't have to listen to a producer, didn't have to listen to an executive, did it all himself and had a multi-platinum record. You know, I thought this was a fantastic story. And, you know, the management was on board, but as an artist, he was very difficult to connect with. And I had tried to schedule interviews with him. I mean, we followed him around and we got a bunch of great B-roll material. And, you know, in some ways, I think it made the film better because we use a technique. We um, did this kind of graphic texting and that was his thing, social media. And we use that to tell the story. But you kind of have to have the cooperation of the artist, the management company and the record company, because eventually you're going to have to go after those music rights and they're expensive. So, you know you you want to make sure that you you can afford the music that you're going to uh, use in your film.
0: You know it's interesting because on the one hand, you had Paula Cole, who was huge and couldn't get interest. And then you have Soldier Boy, who a lot of people, myself included, did not know until I saw your documentary on that. And one of the things that started us down this road is that it just seems that music documentaries are exploding. You know, it used to be that it was classic rock bands, but it seems now there's a new one available in every genre from A-band to Z-band, and some really great ones. Do you agree? Are there more music docs out there now? And if so, why? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first started this,
1: you could probably count, uh, you know, the really good documentaries on both hands. Now, I think there are just so many great music documentaries out there. And I, I think it's great for the fan. I think if, if you're a music lover, it's great to be able to sit down for two hours and get a, a deeper level understanding of the group or the artists that you're into. Even rock concerts, I enjoy them from time to time. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, experiencing it live. But given COVID and, I mean, having the ability to see concerts on a big screen TV is quite enjoyable. And the documentaries, I think, uh, really serve the audience.
0: You mentioned funding, which has always been a huge issue for these films. Now, given the interest and certainly the quantity of films out there, has it gotten any easier to fund these movies? I don't
1: think it's gotten any easier. As a matter of fact, in some ways, I think it's gotten more difficult On a technical, like on an industry level, if you're not getting funded by a Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime, and those platforms are very difficult to connect to, finding money to make films is very difficult. It's never been easy, and uh, it will never be easy, in my opinion. You know, it's always going to be a fight. There's going to be a lot more demand for those dollars than those dollars available for filmmaking.
0: Well, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Do you have a favorite music doc or one that you always recommend to people that they should see, and why that one?
1: I have a lot of favorite music docs, and it would it would depend on you know if you were a rock person, I might recommend a particular film. If you're into hip hop or even electronic music, I might recommend something else. But you know, my favorite documentary, I think, would have to be the Who's. The kids were all right. I just thought that was so brilliant. I thought when it came out, I was in England and I actually went to the theater three or four times to see the film. My parents were furious at me because here I am in England going to a movie theater. They're like, why don't you go to a museum? I was a huge huge fan at the time. I still am. I felt that really captured a group over the course of their history. Just works on every level to me. I mean, the pacing is correct, everything about it works.
0: I'm sure you've seen the doc featured in our upcoming debut episode, perhaps even with me at the Grove Cinema in the '80s. So let me ask you: What are your thoughts on "The Harder They Come"? The music and its legacy as a film?
1: Uh, Gosh, I mean, it's one of the greatest. Uh, Who uh, was it? Perry Hensel that directed it? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I love the film. That film captured the culture of Jamaica. You know, the feeling, the uh You you can almost smell the jerk chicken, and you know I mean it it's so it just feels so authentic. Uh, you know it's a great film. It's a, a great great film to debut. You know
0: it's funny because there's a remastered version out, and the color is like I've never I don't remember it being that good. And just that opening scene where the bus comes around the corner and looks like it's going to tip over. It's such a good hook. And the music is remastered fantastically. And it's very interesting because Hensel's Daughter put in subtitles, which, you know, with the Jamaican patois, some of that stuff is still so hard to understand. And it's kind of fleeting. A couple of times, it's like, what did they say? And thankfully, now it's a little easier if you're not familiar with that. You know, I watched it in preparation for our interview with Roger Steffens, and I was blown away. It's a fabulous movie.
1: I completely agree. On every level, I think it's one of the best. I love Jamaican culture and I've been there, you know, a few times. So,
0: And all you smelled was jerk chicken, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? That's not their biggest export, I don't think. Well, listen, we really look forward to having you on and having you help us produce some of these things. And we want to speak to you about some of your films. I know you started doing this a long time ago and had some very early and influential rap music talk. your Your biggie one way predates the new one that's out now. You know, you'll come back and talk to us as well as do some stuff behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, of course, love to.
0: Thanks so much, Peter. So there's a taste of what we're planning to do, and here's a little something more to wet your whistle with what we've already done. I'm sure many of you have seen the legendary film The Harder They Come, that virtually established reggae music outside of Jamaica. That film turns 50 years old this year, and it is as awesome and relevant as ever. Sadly, director Perry Hensel passed away 15 years ago, but we have a wonderful discussion with reggae historian Roger Steffens on the film. Have a listen. So The Heart of They Come came out in December 1972 and was a major turning point in Jamaican music. Do you remember when and where you first saw this film and what your impression of it was?
2: Oh, I, I absolutely do. It was in June of 1973. I was living in Berkeley, I had just read an extraordinary article in Rolling Stone, which I never get tired of quoting. Uh, It was by a man from Australia named Michael Thomas and he wrote an article about the wild side of paradise, which was a mini history of Jamaican music and it was all brand new to me which shocked me that something that vast could be so close to america and we knew nothing about it but what really stunned me was the phrase he wrote reggae music crawls into your bloodstream like some vampire amoeba from the psychic rapids of upper niger consciousness
0: well that's that's true
2: so i went out right away and i found a used copy of catch a fire And the next night I went to a little theater on the north side of campus, held about 40 people. And it was showing uh, for months, uh, the harder they come. When the chalice scene came on, where everybody started to get really stoned late at night in a circle, everybody in the theater lit up at the (sighs) same time. And there was so much smoke in the theater, you could not see the screen. And on the way home, I, I went to a late night record store and I bought the soundtrack. And those two things, hearing Catch a Fire and seeing the harder they come, changed my life forever to the point where I now am sitting talking to you in the basement of our house, which has seven rooms floor to ceiling of what is now called Roger Steffen's Reggae Archives.
0: That conversation with Roger on The Harder They Come will debut in August. We also have a fascinating mix in the pipeline with Drew Stone and Who the Fuck Is That Guy, Keirda Baruth and her film Bob and the Monster, J. Elvis Weinstein with the Michael DeBar pick Who Do You Want Me To Be, and Mark Schumann's Journey of Dreams, the story of the incredible band Morphine. And that's just for starters. If you're a producer, director, or a publicist for a music documentary of any genre, please drop us an email at info at allmusicbooks.com. We hope you'll follow this podcast with the same enthusiasm as you have Deep Dive. Tell your friends and spread the word. So get your popcorn ready, sit back and relax, enjoy the show.